Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. I want you to read James chapter 1, verses 5, 6, 7, and 8. Just four verses where we can answer the question, how can I confidently ask God for the wisdom I need? In order to face tough times in a mature, grown-up way, we need godly wisdom. What do you think it means when it says that God will give liberally and upbraid not? Have you ever felt uh, that you've asked so many times for the same need that you do not want to bother God again? Well, God has never told you that you come to him too often or ask for too much. You therefore must come to God with humble confidence, asking in order to receive. Remember, Jesus said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it shall be opened. Doubt. Described in verse 6 as wavering faith is the enemy of a confident prayer life. James compares doubt with an ocean wave. Interestingly, uh, those who doubt waver on God's promises. Waves are at the mercy of the winds. They're pushed, pulled, lifted up, and thrown down. Well, James and Paul use the word tossed, which has the idea of being thrown around easily or casually. Paul reminded the Ephesians that immature children are tossed and blown around by every wind of cultural fascinations or new teachings that are not based on biblical truth. James warns us that doubt and double-mindedness are actually an attack on God's character. God never uh, breaks a promise. If, If he says he will give wisdom, he will. There's absolutely no doubt about it. How do we know if we lack wisdom? Well, I found that I often understand some truths by studying their opposites or their antonyms. The opposite of wisdom is foolishness. Barring from Solomon's wisdom, here's kind of a quick list of this very wise man's description of a very foolish man. A foolish man despises wisdom and instruction. He hates knowledge. He grieves his mother and enjoys devising mischief. He's right in his own eyes and he's quick to anger. He hates to depart from evil. He is deceitful. He is arrogant and careless. He rejects his father's instruction. He despises his mother. He doesn't want to respond well to discipline, and he doesn't understand wisdom. He has a worldly focus, grieves his father, hurts his mother, does not consider discussing any viewpoint but his own. He provokes others to strife and anger by what he says. He has a smart mouth that usually gets him into trouble. He is quarrelsome or contentious, a spendthrift. He repeats his folly. Uh, He trusts in his own heart and he cannot resolve conflicts. He gives full vent to his anger. This is not a fun list to work through. Although we strive to be wise, it is a bit concerning that so many of these foolish character traits seem to sneak into our lives as well. Double-minded doubters should not presume on God and expect to receive answers to their prayers. Confident faith is not a 50-50 proposition hoping that if I flip the coin just right and say just the right things, God is required to give me what I want. Double-mindedness leads to a divided loyalty, which causes great instability. The result? Unpredictable. You never know how he will act the next time you meet him because there's no loyalty, no direction, no stability in his life. For instance, how can someone who questions God's love and doubts God's power pray according to God's will? Now, James 4a gives, uh, kind of reveals really to us the secret key to unlock the curse of double-mindedness. Purify your heart. 
Here's a wonderful promise. You draw near to God and God promises to draw really close to you. We can all be as close to God as we want to be. Double-mindedness is a heart issue. What we love determines what we think about. Loving God cannot be a part-time job. Numbers can love and serve two masters at the same time. Sharing our loyalty with opposing forces simply does not work. We need to stop loving anything that does not have as its primary goal, helping us draw near or stay close to God. Hey, we need to pray, Lord, fill my mind with your wisdom to keep me from foolishness. Then fill my heart with your love to keep me from double-mindedness. Please, Lord, keep me close to you. Well, our time's up for today. Again, I hope this has been encouraging. Uh, You can even go back through this again if you miss some of it. But today is the day that the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really, really good day.